Hello, everybody, and welcome to the eighth episode yeah. of Without Context Podcast, where we have no context. Um, it's in the name, guys. Uh, I am, as usual, joined by my wonderful host, Sans One for the moment. We're gonna get everyone here at some point, I promise. <laughs> one of these, one of these, uh, when we do the Chang Chi episode, finally, everyone will be there. Uh, but today, I have uh, a bit duck. I have anxiety lasagna, and I am decimalty, of course. And we've got Sharky Hat. Um, at some point in all of our lives, we have all watched a horror movie, or two, or three. It's spooky season. I I know. Um, you'll learn very quickly that I I do not like horror movies either, uh, for a variety <laughs> of reasons. Um, but I have watched a couple in my day. Um, and some of them leave just the, depending on when I watch them, and you'll see when I talk about the one that I chose for the day, um, you'll see that that one left an, uh, an indelible mark. I don't like it, but it's there in my head, rent-free. Um, and we're going to talk about those. Um, some of us may have a favorite horror movie that we like. Uh, some of us just have a horror movie that traumatized us. I got the and one. <laughs> you'll, get to, you'll get to find out whose is whose. Um, and we will start on the left with Duck. Hello. So uh, mine, many people will know as soon as I post this image in the chat what it is. But. Oh, boy. Oh, my God, Charlie, Whoa. we're talking about the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> we're literally going to talk about the same Ghost ship. Uh -huh. With the goddamn wire scene. Uh-huh. Watched it at like seven years old. Wait, when did this come out? Like <laughs> it 2002? Came out in like 2000. And I watched it, it at like 11 years old. Uh-huh. Fucked me up. Because uh, I am not a short man. I am 6'2". <laughs> that wire is going directly through me. Charlie, this is why we're friends. <laughs> I, I can literally am going to... I want to talk about this same movie. Ooh, I can <laughs> appreciate I don't have... Because I have different reasons than Charlie does, but sure. I can talk about mine later. That opening scene is literally the only thing I remember about that movie. Yes. Yeah. I remember everything I know, about that film. I, I can know tell there you were actual ghosts on the ship. I know there were like boxes with gold bars, and that's it. That's all I've got. I can give you uh, a plot synopsis but that fucking opening scene has stuck with me since then. And anytime I'm around cabling, I'm just like, hmm. Better not. <laughs> Let me get just that final destination. Fuck up. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I don't have a whole lot to say about it, honestly, for this episode. But like, fuck that scene. Fuck that movie. <laughs> fuck my parents for fucking watching that around me at that age. Because uh, cool. it was rough. So uh, I'll, we'll just alley oop this one right over to Haley then. <laughs> okay, since we're already talking about Ghost Ship, I saw it in the eighth grade at a sleepover. Um, I won't name names, but Charlie knows exactly who it is. It was my very best friend all through middle and high school. And that friend that we, uh, she moved here in eighth grade. Um, we were at my friend's house having a sleepover. They're like, oh my gosh, Haley, let's watch this movie. It's totally not scary. And it was Ghost Ship. And it, they lulled me into a false sense of security because I don't know if you guys remember when they do the title sequence, it has like this pink swirly script that says ghost ship. And I was like, oh my God, it's going to be about like old and timey being on a cruise ship. Like that's really cute. 
And then that opening scene happens and (laughs) I'm small. I'm five foot one on a good day. And so I don't know if I would be cut in half. I feel like I would be the little girl who watches the guy's head slide like this way. (laughs) Um, But there's so many things about that movie that traumatized me even to this day. And I will recount all of them for you. One, I cannot open like certain like sliding doors, like the like accordion style sliding doors or like any sort of closet directly. I couldn't do that for like 10 years after watching that movie because there's (laughs) one part where the one female treasure hunter opens a closet and then the little girl's dead body swings out. And that scared me until I was probably 23. And then I went, why do we still open doors like like sideways, like with our back to the wall? I'm like, eh, so that the ghost thing doesn't hit us. Um, canned food. I'm very right. weird about canned food because they go into the kitchen and when they open it, they're like eating it and it's all totally fine. And all of a sudden it's full of maggots. maggots. To this day, have to... Th- thoroughly inspect any sort of canned food that I have um what else um I had a long period of time where I I'm a hi this degree right here in the middle right here is a marine biology degree uh I was afraid to go to aquariums for a really long time after seeing ghost ship because they killed this one guy because they he goes like he starts going crazy because they like see all the ghosts he like goes crazy and they're like, let's like quarantine him in this empty aquarium. And then when they come back, he's like drowned in it because it suddenly got full of water. And now I'm afraid that anytime I go to a large aquarium, I'm going to see that that guy specifically floating dead in the aquarium. And out in the water, yeah. I'm 29 <laughs> years old. I saw this movie when I was probably 13. <laughs> um, and then I had, and then the same girl, not my, not the, the good friend, Charlie, the other girl who was not always very nice to me. Uh, made this the the movie at her birthday party because she knew it scared me. We were that kind of like not friends. Um, I didn't want to ride in elevators for a really long time because Isaiah Washington's character uh, gets pushed down an elevator shaft and impaled on elevator cables by the sexy lounge singer uh, who, if you remember, gets killed by getting a meat hook stuck in her neck. I remember it vividly. <laughs> I want to feel... talk about that part, the whole like flashback. <laughs> here's how it happened to sequence because it's just like and... you could have just like made this the opening and it would have caught my attention too. But it's like, what there the hell is this? We have about... to have the cable scene. Nope. Yeah. So the cable going into her neck, like the the meat hook going into her neck, or no, it wasn't meat hook. It was like some kind of like cable hook. Um, I don't go in public pools because of this movie because of that scene where it fills up with all the chopped up people will not go into a public pool like water park none of it will not do it and while we're on the straight of things i will not do because of that film i will never set my foot on a fucking cruise ship because i don't know (laughs) if this is like a horror movie cliche because i've seen exactly two horror movies and they both have endings like this where like everybody on the crew died except for the girl so like work um (laughs) and she's rescued by this other cruise ship after they like the plot was like one of the guys on their team was actually like an agent of the devil and he had to send like 999 souls to hell so he can like get a demon promotion or something stupid the plot is stupid as shit and the cursed (laughs) gold bars that charlie remembers 
was how they like marked a ship for being demon fodder. And she like ruins his plan and like all the souls, including the very creepy little girl, get to go to heaven or whatever. And it's all great. And she gets rescued and she's like going into the ambulance to like go to the hospital. And you see, she like looks past the paramedic shoulder and you see her crew dressed in like the workers' outfits of the crews. And then the mean demon guy like makes eye contact with her and they have crates of the gold bars and they're pushing it onto this new cruise ship. And she's like, stop, stop, you gotta stop him. They're like, all right, crazy lady, you just stay in the back of this ambulance. And then they drive away. So it leaves it open-ended that like the threat still remains. And because this fictional threat still remains, I will never set foot on a cruise ship for the rest of my life. That you know, the odds of having a, the odds of having like a crate of gold bars on your cruise ship are pretty low, but they're not zero. But they're not yeah. zero. Also, and it's also not one crate of like gold bars. No, no, no. It's like here's thirty crates of gold bars. Yeah. And it is a completely errat like none of these fears are rational. It's because that was like the first scary movie that I've seen like in its completion. Like I did come home from like an enchanted trick-or-treat forest trip as a child and my dad who stayed home was watching Jeepers Creepers and I saw the part where he like rips the cop's heart out and like listens to it and eats it and then I went dad what are you watching and he changes it and he's like nothing you didn't see anything and I'm like I did though (laughs) but I've only ever seen Ghost Ship and The Woman in Black and those are the two scariest movies I've ever seen in my life Third place goes to Disney's The Haunted Mansion. (laughs) I want to talk about that ending scene in Ghost Ship because it's like the reveal that Ferryman, the guy's name is Ferryman, by the way. Oh my god, really? Yes, the the demon's name. Ferryman. Jack Ferryman. Ferryman. It's so obvious the the moment you meet him. They make eye contact and Mudvayne starts playing. As she's being driven away. It's falling by Mudvayne. It is like the most out of place song I've ever heard in a horror movie. I'll have to listen to that movie because I I I feel like I I've seen that movie like on TV since I've seen it twice in like its full length. And it's always like anytime I'm like channel surfing, like back in the day when you would channel surf. And it would be on, it'd always either be the scene where they're like eating the maggots. And I'm like, that reminds me, can never eat canned food. Or like some other scene that like freaked me out so thoroughly at 13, which like is too old to be this scared by scary movies, but I'm 29. And I tried watching The Haunting of Bly Manor and it was too scary. <laughs> Honestly, like, like you said, channel surfing, like I see people on the deck of a ship. I'm just like, nope, I'm good. Next channel, <laughs> Next continue. Channel. But, like. Let's Gilligan's talk Island, about. Don't care. Let's talk about that flashback sequence for a second because it's like it sets up that there's a crew on the ship that's going to kill everybody so they can get the gold. Like they've been hired to get the gold, and then it's just like one escalating like betrayal after another until it's just ferryman being the last one. But it's and also then like, just like I guess I gotta go find somebody to get these last. What is it like six souls that he needs? It's <laughs> it's literally. I think they even like stayed and think it's like it's for a promotion in hell. Like the plot is ridiculous. It also has like early 2000s Carl Urban, like fresh off of like Hercules. Oh my god, Carl Urban was in it? Yeah, he's the he's only like a, people I remember. Is he's one of the guys eating the canned food. 
he has like See, long hair only... and a, he has like long hair and like a mustache it's like the only the only cast members that i remember from that film are the creepy girl like whose faces i remember is the creepy girl who's like it's not her fault she's creepy she's just from a different time period and died um the not blonde guy with like the floofy like mid-2000s surfer boy blonde yeah. hair guy who's like mm-hmm. the total asshole of the group and um jack ferryman and isaiah well the guy who dies in the aquarium i remember what his face looks like when he's dead in the aquarium and isaiah washington as he's like on the cable so transitioning from Haley and charlie's into mine gabriel bryan is in that movie and he was a well-respected actor who went into the movie that fucked me up hereditary he's the dead in hereditary the captain the captain of the ship and i was like hereditary fucked me up like i can watch horror movies i willingly watch horror movies chris and i are doing a 30 days of halloween like 30 horror movie marathon like one horror movie a night hereditary fucked me up so bad (laughs) (laughs) like because it was like i have three favorite horror movies and they're all in different eras i would say like the Mm -hmm. classic era is definitely uh the original halloween because mm-hmm. that movie is just so subtle in a lot of its stuff that it's like perfect. The 2000s horror or the revival, I would say, is Final Destination 2. I still refuse to drive behind trucks with logs on them to this day. And the modern era of horror is Hereditary because, yeah, that movie's fucked. <laughs> like. <laughs> You're still mute. What I've heard about Hereditary is like, I want to, I still want to have like productive conversations with people my age and not like <laughs> always lead with like, hi, Disney's The Haunted Mansion is too scary for me. So I'll watch the like Cinema Sins videos about scary yeah. movies and Hereditary. Well, I was telling, uh, I was telling them while you were gone, I have three from like different eras. Uh, classic one, Halloween. Because it's like so subtle and low budget and it works just for being like what it is. Uh the revival is of horror. Michael is, Myers. Is that the okay. Uh then there's like the two thousands like horror revival like era where they were just like trying a bunch of new stuff. Uh Final Destination two. I still refuse to drive is behind that the trucks. One with the log with truck? Yeah. Yep. Ah, no. <laughs> I I drive really jokes to my friend Jamili. Shout out Jamili. Anytime either of us see a log truck, we have to, like, send it to each other. I drive a Solara, and I will make that bitch push 80 to get past one. <laughs> like, <laughs> I Honestly. refuse to drive behind them. But Hereditary... Traumatized a going into Yeah, going into spoiler territory for Hereditary, if nobody has seen it. Spoilers uh, for Hereditary. Hold on, it, let me put on a blanket. It is um, a story about, like, a dysfunctional family. But... If you go in without watching any of the trailers, you don't really know what the situation is going to be until about 10 minutes in where it decapitates a little girl. Yep, uh, that was wild. Yeah, she's just like her having an asthma attack and her head's out the window and it drives too close to a pole and just like the head comes off. So it's like, Whoa. it's a really tense scene and there's like utter silence like for like three or four minutes afterwards where like the brother's just kind of processing what happened and he just goes home body still in the car he goes home parks it just goes to goes to sleep 
So his mom finds it in the morning, finds the body, and then it okay. hard cuts to the head still in the desert. That was going to be where, my next question. Where it like lingers on it. It's like, what the fuck? And then the rest of this movie is just like the slow, like degrading of like the sanity and everything. But there was one scene, one scene that is so subtle and so tense, I still get chills fucking thinking about it. The son wakes up in his room, and it's like, the lighting on it, it's like, you only really see him, and like, the light coming through the window. Everything else is kind of like, darkened, so you can't really see well. And you see, he's just sitting there, but the camera's like, pulled back, so you see like, the full wall, his bed, and him. And you see, his mom, mom in the shadows, in like, the corner. And then it, like, does this angle change where it's, like, looking at his face, like, up close. And you see her crawl across the wall in the background with, like, no sound. Uh, and I'm watching the scene and I'm like, fuck this movie, dude. <laughs> like, and it's just I like, have a question for you, Sharky. Yeah. Why the fuck do you watch scary movies? <laughs> like, I understand, like, physiologically. People have, like, two different responses to horror films. Like, you either get, like um whatever the like feel like the good chemical like you get like dopamine or whatever it is like if you're riding a yeah. roller coaster and then people like me and i'm sure probably deca get like cortisol so it feels like you're having a panic attack and you're gonna die but like of every other genre of film i i cannot think of a time where i was like i want to watch this movie where like a person's mom can crawl across the wall in the background and like no one acknowledges it there's two reasons one i like to see if they botch it where it's like, it has a promising premise and they just ruin it for just incompetence. Sometimes like they know, because the thing is like when you're writing a story, you know what the plot is. So you should know how it progresses, but I, I want to see if they miss the mark, like so badly in their writing that it's like, it comes to be laughable. See, uh, I do that, but with a romance. <laughs> And then the other reason is, yeah, it's just, like, for the excitement, I want to see, like, new movies that are, like, creative and see if they can scare me. And boy, did Hereditary deliver on that one. So. So, then, I want to say, like, like not to take it all the way back to Ghost Ship, like, um, that that one scene, like you, like you said, everyone remembers it because it's so, it's so indelible. It was, it's an interesting, like, from an art, I, I hate to say, like, from an artistic point of view, but it's, like, it's an interesting scene that you're never going to, probably ever going to see again. Yeah. Um, and that's, that, from that perspective, I can understand that. And taking it back to Ghost Ship, it has such a promise from that opening scene that they just, like, just completely drop the ball as the rest <laughs> of the movie goes on. I will say, I don't think they dropped the ball. I was think, I was uh, sufficiently traumatized by that film. Uh, so, like, while you might not meet Sharky standards, writers of Ghost Ship, you certainly have given my therapist some good pages. No, it's so like, I just need to know if it's, I just need to know if it's like memorable. Like, I remember that opening scene. And I remember Ferryman because his name is so dumb and so obvious. I cannot... <laughs> I cannot name any of the crew members. I cannot no. name the ship that they're on. I cannot even tell you the correct order of like the events, like the guy going down the elevator, the canned food, the pool. Oh, I could. I can't remember I what order that's in because it's just so forgettable in terms of like 
the rest of the movie having those like high points as compared to because when you plateau at the opening it's just like everything else goes down yeah Yeah. um but uh, i I will say like the object isn't necessarily to scare you it's to have thrills along the way the object is to have like a resolution by the end and it it's stupid like everyone say like it's stupid at the end they really tried to bank on a sequel i feel like that's a horror trope though because like hi i've only seen two horror movies but they both had that like open-ended sort of like a lot of times like, people... that's the thing that gets me like i have to, even if it's scary like i have to watch it to its completion so my brain knows that i'm like the threat has been resolved and like I could watch thriller movies like I really liked Godsend, which is more of like a suspense sort of thriller than versus like a horror movie. But with like the woman in black, the the, the threat is it is still out there. Same with Ghost Ship, which is why you won't catch my ass on a cruise ship ever again. Like, it's, is that like just a horror trope? It's so, the classic. I, uh, it's the classic. It's over. Or is it kind of see, thing where it's like a 100 years ago, that would work on people. And it's not works on me now you know you know even necessarily like a horror film trope as it is just like an investment trope like there's these companies throwing all this money into movies or series and they're like yeah it's will we make another who knows let's leave it open because if this does really well at the box office we absolutely want to cash in yeah it's also it's also like that the i'm gonna use a gaming term here the meta of like people making a bunch of sequels has been a thing in horror especially in horror movies since halloween friday the 13th and all and motion uh, motion friday 13th and nightmare on elm street with nine sequels apiece and a crossover exactly (laughs) it's been well established that you you make a sequel for your horror movie no matter how dead your bad guy could be some bullshit happens and they come back somehow. They've been doing that since the eighties. Well, oh, that'll be some editing for you that, there, buddy. That's a weird. Fun that's probably jump cut. That's probably a weird little place. But um, forty-one years since Friday the Thirteenth came out. It came out in nineteen eighty. Yeah, so it's like the first one is his mom. The second one mm-hmm. is him. The third one is him. And then they're like, okay, we killed him. So now it's going to be a movie of copycat killers. And then I think it was like the fifth or sixth one. They're like, "Fucking make him undead, bring him back." We need Didn't him back. they do that with Saw, where like the first Saw movie was like, "Boy, that's the, a whole episode." I, I mean, if we want to make a Saw episode, I, no, I've um, seen a little bit of one. Saw. saw is, yeah, he eventually dies. I can't remember which one. I think it's the fourth or fifth. I think it's the fourth, third movie. And then everybody running, like everybody running the games after that are his apprentices people that mm-hmm. he's that have survived his games and like taken his lessons to heart i just don't like those because they're just they're and, like i don't understand the logic of it like if they're th- the only part of saw that i've really seen was the beginning of i don't know which saw it is where the guy has like a key lodged behind his own eye like in his own eye socket so he'd mm-hmm. have to like rip his own eyeball out to get the key before he dies of some horrible thing why wouldn't you just die like, why are you going to maim yourself? And then, like, everyone just kept dying anyway. Or, like, that girl who's like, oh, man, let me put my hand in this. Oh, no, it's a razor box. 
I better put my other hand in there. Oh no, so, now I'm stuck. And I'm like, no, that I'm bleeding the, out. Uh, that is the Stop purpose it. of the of saw of Jigsaw's things. He's like, I'm taking people who don't appreciate the life they have and I'm making them like reevaluate it and stuff like that. But it's like, imagine a Saw movie where he just grabs people. It's like, if I do this, if I don't do this, I die. Oh, thank God. <laughs> like, <laughs> my, <laughs> and it's, they're no just way. like, oh, sweet. <laughs> It's like you're making Finally, a I don't have to make the decision myself. No. no, I don't really want to play. Oh, oh I've but, never uh, considered what to do in this. <laughs> but yeah, a so, lot of stuff for those cheap like ending scenes. It's like it's not over yet. It's like half ooh to weird to make it like oh this could happen again. Or it's like hey let's make another one. So please let us make another one. We'll we'll promise it's good. Friday the 13th, like, 40 years later. Ah, <laughs> oh, so Decca, what's yours? Uh, I'm... Uh, you guys have had, like, a, a cool, like, six degrees of separation here. Mine doesn't. <laughs> uh, in 1996, a movie came out called uh, From Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah, uh, dude, I watched <laughs> that two days ago with Kristen. That was our first movie for our 30 Days of Halloween. Because I had never I seen it. it. It's great. I watched it. And I watched it's great today. I watched it in the second grade when it came out. Who is letting you small children watch these horrible films? Oh, like Selma Hayek in that movie. You should have been watching Space Jam. Why were you watching this instead of Space Jam? came out 98. Whatever. Homeward bound then. But land before time. Um, so uh by my by my house about 10 minutes away is a drive-in that we used to go to when i was little um i didn't watch it there that's but i used to watch other movies over there so that's not relevant anymore never mind um uh there is there is a movie theater that i watched it i think it was like the one at the local mall that we just watched from dusk till dawn at i don't remember the context of why we were we watched that movie um i remember there being a weird thing of like uh, the person there just like double checking to make sh- like I remember them IDing my mom and dad because R-rated movie. Um, and uh, I remember not. I remember like I don't remember what exactly it was. I think it was that the large guy who like turns into this big fucking fucked up monster. They all um, turn into fucked up monsters. <laughs> sure, but like the the big guy in particular who had the most the boomer, on. as it were. Yes, I think it was a. Uh... That- Fucking yeah, that the, so the first scene, yeah, yeah. Uh, so and then that guy, and then the first scene where everything's left fine, and you know, it's just they're just in a fucking CDS bar in the middle of like Mexico, I think. Yeah, it's Mexico. Um, they're just like in the middle of Mexico, and then everything's cool. Sama Hayat comes out. I'm not old enough to register that as hot. I am now. Oh, I am dude. now. As of two, as of three days ago, still works. <laughs> like, <Yes. laughs> so I'm, I'm cool with it. You know, they're, they're just, they're at some weird bar, and then they all just, and then the, they turn into vampires and kill everybody. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it, as we do. That it, scene stuck in my head. It that, takes that such a scene. sudden turn. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, it's an hour and forty minutes. That scene comes an hour into the movie. Mm-hmm. Which is absurd that you have an hour of buildup and then forty minutes of the plot. <laughs> like, so fully was expecting Halloween last year when you ran your one shot and we were just 
in an inn and there were a few people that like we didn't know being there well, i was just like that's the thing these people are just gonna transform into these fucking things that's the thing the first time i watched dust till dawn was three days ago <laughs> so i couldn't I, I mean i could do it next year now we could do it now but like no that that, that, that scene an hour into the movie i remember throwing up because <laughs> i was it, in second is, grade uh, and that shit fucked with me it is Rodriguez and Tarantino like mm -hmm. practical gore effects. So. Yeah. I just want to have a word with Karen. <laughs> I just want to talk. There are a number of other things. Talk. There's a number of other things you can have a word with them about. This is probably the least of their sins? Question mark? <laughs> Whatever. We'll get into child psychology in another episode. I do have a second movie I want to talk about now that we've sure. gone around once. Yeah. There's a Canadian science fiction horror film called Cube. Yes. And yes. it's so <laughs> fucking good. It, Kristen hadn't seen that one, so we had watched that one within the last few months. <laughs> it still holds up. Still holds uh, so up. So it has to do with fucking around with like the space time continuum. So these people get trapped in a room. That's number two. Yeah. And like there's a door on every surface. There's one door. So six doors out of the room. Five. Yes. Six doors out of the room. Yeah. And some of the rooms just try to kill you in various different ways. Some of them show the future because it's fucking with the space-time continuum. Some of them show the past. So like, yeah, uh, Cube uh, Two specifically. And, yeah, and yeah. and one particular scene, they like go into a room and there's just like withered, emaciated corpses of everyone in the movie, and it's just like, oh, you just all decided to die in here by waiting it out in that time frame, in that mm -hmm. timeline. Yeah, and it's <laughs> and it's just super fucked up. Uh, the the plot isn't really there so much. It's just like, oh, we're stuck here and have to get out. And that's like pretty much most of the plot you get. And it's just like, it'd just be like playing D&D &D in a mega dungeon. You're just like starting in the dungeon and every room you go in is trying to kill you in horrible, horrific ways. Annihilation. Uh, Basically, <laughs> I saw that uh, Japan did a cube remake, like I, a scene for scene, like remake uh, this year or last year for it. But uh, yeah, Cube One fucks me up because it's like the first part of the movie where uh, everybody wakes up and the old like prison escape artist like jumps into a room that they think is safe because they've been testing it with the boot, uh, like on a string and everything, and he gets sprayed in the face with the acid. And they like pull him it's back, and it's just like, like caved in. Oh God! Yeah, it's literally just like here's a room. What horrific way will you die in this one? Yeah. Don't worry. If you die, you'll just come back and still get paid in the next room because we can only afford six actors. Not unlike Saw. Six actors, Basically. one set, one set. By the way. Yeah. Every That's room all they needed. They had like three different color panes that they could slide into the wall to give it its own like color thing. But all they did was do that because they had one set built and they just changed the coloring to signify a different room. And that set rotated 
So it's like, oh, we have to come in from the ceiling. So like it would rotate so the camera would show them like looking in from like the ceiling. It's a great like display of like a very limited practical effect. Practical effects, yeah. 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 But uh, I have here a, I... we only have like not even half a million dollars, which is a lot of money, but also not a lot when you're trying to make a triple A movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, what can we do to get the most out of our money? <laughs> I, I I have another movie. I have another movie actually that fucked me up because I watched this one in uh, freshman year of high school, um, and I don't remember the name of it. Is so you guys have you two uh, who have seen horror movies should help me out here. So it's it's not even a horror movie. I don't think it's like a weird science fiction movie. Um, it's but there is a scene that I remember of this dude going into the lion's den, just putting his head in, in the lion's mouth. That, uh, if you guys can, you can't see it. Uh, budget the uh, three hundred fifty thousand. Uh, box office nine million. So Cube, oh, wow, made its money, and then Be some. Successful. So, so there's a, yeah, there's a movie where the dude walks in, like willingly just walks into the lion's den. Just like lion opens his mouth, he just fucking sticks his head in the lion's head and chomps it. I don't remember what movie that is, but that I remember that scene fucked with me. Uh. Is it like a gold line? It's no, it's just a regular ass line, like at the zoo. Oh. Um, it was something about like the animals had, or like there's a pheromone in the air. Night Shyamalan movie with the trees. I don't know. I no, no, no. It was it was something movie. about a. It was like a pheromone in the air that's like making people Did it have like. Mark Wahlberg reckless. in it. I, I it was freshman year. That was it's well over Mark a decade Wahlberg ago for me. One where the, in the commercial it showed somebody getting run over by a lawnmower. It's that one. It might be. The Happening. I think it's The, the, the happening. happening. That was it. M. Night Shyamalan's <laughs> worst movie. Haven't yeah. even seen it. Debatable. That, it, it, that, well, that scene fucked with me. going to say that when Avatar exists. I was going to say, debatable. <laughs> to be fair, though, I think most of M. Night Shyamalan's movies like, fall on the spectrum of bad to okay, and only few actually go up to good. So, he makes Cabin in the Woods, I think. He makes watchable movies. Up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's an adequate director. He's adequate. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes he's adequate. I can, I can talk about another movie, too. <laughs> I, I've mentioned it a few You're times. You're one other it's one. The, it's the woman in black. It's the one. It was like one of Daniel Radcliffe's first like movie roles after Harry Potter. So I don't. I feel like Darky's probably laughing because he's like, "The movie's not even scary." I haven't seen but, it. But okay, let me let me give you some context, which is like very against our podcast here. But I feel like it's important to my story to provide some context. I watched this movie during the middle of a Category 2 hurricane during a study abroad when we didn't have any power and we were rationing everybody's laptops to kind of keep us occupied during this hurricane. So it was dark. It was hurricaning. And that film, for those of you who haven't seen it, I won't spoil anything because I literally can't remember the plot because I was so scared. Uh, My brain just kind of like blocked it out. (laughs) It chose to block this movie out but not go ship. Uh, but there's very little dialogue in that film. I'd say, like, if the runtime's like 90 minutes, there's maybe 10 minutes of dialogue. And the rest of it is just Dan, just good old Harry Potter in this very spooky house, and like the, whoever's in the sound department just giving you like multiple heart attacks because it's just very <laughs> like it, it was scary. And like, I have two different reactions, like, when something is scary. Like, 
Charlie's door just opening, <laughs> door just opening on its own. Opening on its own. There's a dog. That's a oh, doggo. Oh, that scared me so. I saw you too. I'm gonna throw up. I'm gonna cry. Noah's the doggo. Oh my god. Go, doggo. Go now. Come here, Papa. Oh, oh my goodness. What? Oh, 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 hello, god. baby. Oh, oh. Okay, so... Lab? Uh, Black Lab. Black Lab. So my yeah, the two door creaked are... <laughs> Yeah, so I usually have two reactions where, like, with Ghost Ship, I was able to talk a lot about it, because, like, I get really talkative to try and, like, make myself laugh and sort of, like, diffuse ambient tension. Or, like, when you guys were talking about your movies, I just shut up because I get very scared. <laughs> and that movie was so scary to me that I was, like, up behind a pillow and silently just, like, crying and, like, breathing out of my mouth into the pillow so I wouldn't disturb the other two people I was watching the movie with, with my, like, complete and utter meltdown that I was having while watching it. And, uh, and until one of them, Becky, shout out Becky, uh, turned over and goes, are you crying? I'm like, no, totally was crying. <laughs> and then so from that point forward, you. she goes, Haley, go look down at your hands. And she, so anytime there was a jump scare, she'd be like, what's that over there? And I'd be like, huh? And I would miss it, which like, thank you, Becky. Um, but the only thing I remember about the ending is like, nothing is resolved. Like the woman in black wins, which like, it's a horror movie. Apparently that's a thing that happens. and. I was like, okay, well, at least, like, Dan gets out of it, and, like, I'm not going to wherever this is in England, so I should be totally fine. And then, like, right before it goes to the credits, it goes to, like, a black screen, you hear this, like, creaking, because, like, this ghost lady liked to sit in this rocking chair, and you just see her sitting in this rocking chair, rocking back and forth, like, looking off camera, and then she, like, snaps right forward, and it's like, ah! And then I was just like, can somebody walk me back to my room <laughs> like I'm getting teary thinking about <laughs> and like it's so stupid I was like yeah he has to, like he goes to the house with the spooky lady because he's like a lawyer and he's like settling the estate of somebody who lived there and the spooky lady was like her sister who like died because like her son died in the bog and you see his creepy little like bog body come out of the bog and like the house is sinking into the bog and everyone in the neighborhood's like you shouldn't go in that spooky house people die in there and like it starts off with like a triple suicide of children but so Ugh. like it gets it, it it is it is this like the second third most horrendous movie opening first one is definitely midsummer then go ship then the woman in black. <laughs> but yeah, the woman in black was very scary. And I don't know why I didn't talk about Midsommar. That movie was scary as hell. Oh. I was fucked up for weeks. Say, as we keep Wait talking, I days. keep thinking. And I'm just like, oh yeah. It, like, didn't fuck with me. Because I fucking love Stephen King and reading his works and watching adaptations of him. But like, my sister can't fuck around with clowns because of it. <laughs> I had nightmares about the trailer, like the like the TV commercial for the first it. Like had to rearrange my entire bedroom of my apartment so I wasn't facing the door so I wouldn't see little one-armed Georgie being like, "We all float here." Like no. 
I have an update. Uh, the, the movie that I'm thinking of is not The Happening because The Happening came out in 2008 and I was long graduated by then. Um, I don't know. I, I just do not know the name of the movie. I literally went to go look up li- Man man Get Eaten by Lion in <laughs> movie and nothing. Just brings up actual headlines. Like. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was, uh, so I, I was in, I was in middle, I was in high school rather around 2003, 2000, 2002, 2003, 2004. I'm old, Haley. Is, sorry. Is it the ghost in the darkness? I don't know. Cause I, cause there was another scene where there was like birds that like fucking just keep running into the wind, into the, like a, a window and people are, some like science dudes are like, huh, that's weird. Uh, Prey? I don't know. No, I just looked up Man Gets... I just looked up movie Man Gets Eaten by Lion 2003 to 2007. <laughs> it's all I got. We're, uh, we're, uh, we're pulling deep. <laughs> like, if, uh, if any of you like, know... Do you, uh, like, if, it, if know that's the, the only comments. thing you remember, like, it might, it might be a case of like, where the movie itself wasn't scary, it just had like that one scene. No, that was that. That is for sure what it is. Oh, okay. I was gonna say it was like when my sister in high school was in a what I learned later in life to be a uh, a funny parody play called Something's Afoot. But when I saw it when I was in like the third grade, I thought it was the scariest thing that ever happened because I got to watch my sister and all of her friends die on stage in like this horrible twisted murder mystery show that i didn't know Our was actually film. a parody of the genre until i was 27 <laughs> yeah. but i could talk to you about how all the things that that made me scared to do in another pod family trauma is its whole own podcast. i wouldn't say this is family trauma i would just say this was i was too little and sensitive to go see a parody of a murder mystery without knowing what parody was and uh it was definitely scary when it was like people I've known my whole life dying on stage and I didn't understand that they weren't dying in real life. <laughs> it's Man, definitely not. Bring me backstage. Yeah. <laughs> I would have run through so many actors. Sean Bean would hey, have man, one credit I, instead of several hundred where he dies. <laughs> I may be smart now, but boy, was I a stupid <clears throat> child. I, oh. I could tell you a story about how I thought the world was going to start over from the beginning after 1999 because I didn't know what number came after 1999. Uh, Kristen and but I Y2K watched, is uh, we just reboot the whole thing. Kristen and I watched a movie. Uh, speaking of that whole thing, or like people die of actors like dying. Uh, Kristen and I watched a movie either yesterday or the night before called Possessor. Uh, we wanted to watch it because it was directed by David Cronenberg's son. It was like his like feature film like thing. And it was like all the cast and Sean Bean. And I'm like, oh, he's going to die. They introduce Sean Bean five minutes later. He's like almost murdered. And then it's like, as the movie goes on, it's like plot twist. He actually wasn't dead. He wasn't killed in this movie. <laughs> like, I was going to say, can we just have a single movie where Sean Bean just has a good day? National <laughs> treasure. He didn't die in national treasure. He just went to federal prison. Yeah, that's true. What he deserves. That was my first Sean Bean movie. So when everyone's like, Sean Bean dies and everything. And I was like, he didn't I die. <laughs> Not National it. Treasure. I love that. He served a life sentence. All right. Are we done talking about spooky movies? I need to... <laughs> we are. And judging I from my time, if we, 
before got, I hit we're the at like stop 50 minutes before I hit the stop record button. Yeah, we're probably going about 50 minutes now. So I think yeah, we, we're about, that's we're good like considering minutes. we're missing a person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, if you can figure out what that movie is that I'm thinking of, please put it in the comments. Like, I can't think of it, and I'm going to spend the rest of the night looking up movies from 2000 to 2003 now because I can't think about it. Um, and it's going to mess with me. Uh, one job. Um, you can uh, look at our... Uh, you can also, while you're down there in the description below, look at all of our uh, links to all of our various social medias. Um, if you like something, just, you know, we don't bite. You can interact with us and we're smaller so we're more than like we're more likely to like fuck you um but for myself for duck for anxiety lasagna and sharky this has been uh without context podcast uh everyone wave now (laughs) can't wait to get scared next week